You're with Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Saving you water today for tomorrow. Next 94.5. Hi, welcome to the podcast. G'day, welcome hey. to the podcast. <clears throat> How did you almost die? <laughs> well, we, uh, the jury's still out. I don't think we know if I nearly died or not, do mm, we? We're not sure. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, well, well clearly you didn't because you're in. Yeah. Well, no, we do yeah. know. We are sure about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, but yes. some other people came pretty close. Yes, they did. Great mm. stories from the Mix fam this mm-hmm. morning. It's about mm-hmm. time. Uh, you're kidding me. <laughs> Is, you're um, kidding me. Yes, you're kidding me. Uh, it was on the way as well. Um, the eighth billionth people th- in, in the, the world. world. <laughs> and? <laughs> and what's it like to be trans? What's it like to go bankrupt? What's it like to have an arranged marriage? What's it like to be blind from birth? What's it like to be on death row? What's it like to be a dominatrix? What's it like to be polyamorous? What's it like? What's it like? What's it like? Trans 101 is on tomorrow night as part of this year's Pride Fest. It's an informative and interactive session for us all to learn about the trans community and the challenges they face. You can get more info at pridewa.com.au, but we thought it would be a great idea to find out what's it like to be transgender. Joining us is Xavier. They are an 18-year-old trans person and an LGBTQIA plus activist. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, oh, you our pleasure. I, I want to kick it off by telling you sort of what happened before you came in this morning because I think it's a it's a good way to kick off the conversation because we spent so much time kind of asking each other questions about uh, how, how do we refer to Xavier, like pronouns and all this sort of stuff. And do, I guess my question is, is part of our challenge at the moment is is stripping away all of the fear attached to not saying the wrong thing? Because I think majority of people want to be welcoming and inclusive. Would you agree? Yeah, I think there's definitely like, people seem to be really worried at the moment about like offending people, which is fair enough. Like you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Um, But I think think it's kind of a lot of the fear is unnecessary. Like um, you don't have to know just when you meet someone how to refer to them. Like I think just asking someone, how they like to be referred to is like they'll appreciate it um, because not everyone asks and then it stops you from having to worry about saying the right thing as well. Okay, well, can I ask that question? How do yeah. you like to be referred to? Yeah, so um, I'm trans. I'm also non-binary. Uh-huh. So um, I'm not male or female. Yes. Um, so I use gender-neutral pronouns. Uh-huh. Um, so is that the they's? And yes, the, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Um, it took me a while to realize I was non-binary because I was so fixed in binary thinking. I'm definitely not a girl, but I don't know what else I can be. So I thought I was a guy for a while and identified as a trans guy. But um, I kind of when I was able to realize for myself that, you know, actually, I I don't have to do that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a lot happier now and able to express myself more authentically. I heard you use the phrase when you came out. Right. So, but for you as a them, they, what, what does coming out mean? Does that just mean that you've transitioned to a place that you're very comfortable? You know who you are now. Mm, um, I suppose like for me, because part of me being trans is that I, I medically transitioned. So, um, I was on hormone blockers for a little bit and then I've been on testosterone for two years. Um, that there actually, I guess there was a more concrete coming out 
and like physically what that looked like was like I'm trans and these are the things that I want to do mm-hmm. um I guess for somebody who isn't medically transitioning it's a bit less of a coming out as you'd say mm. um but for me I definitely did come out like like I would like I like went to my parents and I told them and then we had conversations around it for a while um came out to my family like my greater family um in school and stuff so the, it it is more than just like announcing it it's like the coming out for me was like kind of getting all the things happening um in my life that i needed to like getting name changed at school and mm-hmm. legal name change and going through medicare and all these things yeah, right. that i had to do yeah um do you find now uh, i don't know if you do date now but in the dating world is that something that can become quite challenging because you need to sort of discuss that up front because there can be so many variations now on what people see, both their gender and their sexuality. Mm. So I guess for me, um, like with my personal experiences with dating, um, I've only ever gone out with people who are also trans, Mm -hmm. which is just kind of maybe the fact that I am mostly in circles that are people who are also gender diverse. Um, but also it does just kind of avoid having to do a lot of like explaining and teaching <laughs> to someone when you're just trying to have like a relationship. Like, like I mean, I like teaching people. That's why I'm here today and it's why I do the work that I do with trans folk um, because I actually like being able to do that. Um, but in a relationship, there's not really the place where I want to be <laughs> no. being like, okay, ABCs of, <laughs> yeah. of transgender. Um, so, yeah, I only have been with other trans people and I find a lot of like comfort and solidarity in that as well. Yeah. We asked them how their parents took the whole transition. Oh, that's a good question. I guess overall they've been really accepting of my whole journey. Um, They were a little bit worried about this idea of, oh, is it just a trend? But as they realised, you know, over over the months that... um, as I like shifted between friends, this was still a very strong part of who I was, and I was still talking about it. They were like, "Oh, okay, yeah, we'll we'll we'll, we'll get on board." Um, my mum actually came out as trans a few years after I did. Wow! Really? Yeah, Ooh. and she said that um, if I hadn't come out, that she didn't think that she she would have ever had the confidence to do that. Mm. So that was gee, well, I guess that was perhaps really cool. also questioning her own space and going, oh, now that we're having this conversation, I've realised some other things. We've both been able to kind of share in our transition <laughs> yeah. together and we've both definitely been able to lean on each other with like the less than accepting world that sometimes we have to both navigate as trans people. Mm. So you've 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 been through the transitioning um, mm. period. Like when it came to doing that, how difficult was it engaging medical professionals to get the process started? Um, well, I guess for me, once I was in the gender diversity service, um, which is at Perth Children's Hospital, when I accessed it, it was first at Princess Margaret's. But um, they're all great. Like the the service exists to provide gender affirming care and counselling, etc. To um, gender diverse young people. I went through lots of questioning, like hours long evaluations. Like it was a very complex procedure, mm. but I was very supported throughout the whole thing. So I found accessing medical treatment very um, positive. Yeah. Just as a, as a question, is the process reversible? When it comes to hormone blockers, yes, fully reversible. For, for people 
who are transitioning onto like estrogen, it's more reversible because we know that testosterone is a stronger hormone. Um, so it's pretty much entirely reversible. Um, in terms of testosterone um, onto someone who's assigned female at birth, the only things that don't really go back are uh, voice, the breaks, mm -hmm. um, and body hair. Mm. That's kind of it. Everything yep. else, very reversible. Oh, I'm going I'm to ask a question now because when... When people have surgeries to change the outer sexual mm -hmm. uh, organs, yes, uh, what happens? Do they work? I mean, you know, like <laughs> I don't know any other way to ask the question, but I, you know, yeah, do, what happens? That's a, <laughs> it's an interesting question. I mean, is um, that okay to ask that? I for think, one, I, I mean, think, I'm just on a on a on a scientific level. I'm interested. I think, I think um, it just reflects a curiosity that people have because. Um, it's we're really, obsessed with sex, basically. As a society, yeah. yeah and we're yeah, also yeah. it's it's very taboo to talk about bodies and especially like like trans bodies. It's like, oh <laughs> can't mm. talk about that. But um I know that for trans women, yeah, yeah, things definitely work. Uh-huh. Um trans men, uh it it depends on the surgery. There's less um kind of understandings around it. Some of the surgeries aren't quite so good, but Generally, yeah, I've heard some pretty good okay. stories around them. So, yeah, surgery is pretty good now. Xavier, you are an incredible human being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> I, I was living a paltry life at the age of 18 compared to what it is that you you are doing and the work that you are mm. doing. And um, words can't describe just how much it means to us for you to put your hand up and come in here to join us for a What's It Like to be Trans, which is such a, an incredible topic of conversation and one that we really value having you in for. So thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for being willing to have a conversation. Now, according to the stupid countdown clock that we've had in the office all week, the Aww. current world's population is 7,999,936,680. And at some point today, we will have the eighth billionth person on the planet. Why'd you call the clock stupid, Maddie? The techs went to a lot of trouble to put that up. The engineers created that, and we've been watching it for weeks. We have. We weeks. have. It's, it's, it's an inexact science, is all I'm saying. We just watch it tick over every day. New baby, new baby, another baby. Another baby. Lots of people having babies. We can't, we can't feed all the ones we've got here, but we'll have, to have some more, have some more. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I find my local Westfield too packed as it is, <laughs> let alone the planet. But, hey, sometime today, 8 billion people. Seven billion nine hundred ninety-nine million nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine people stuffed into the world, and if one extra person should go and get themselves born, you know that feeling when you've only got one bowl of rice to feed seventeen children, or when you can't choose between your slum near the Mumbai airport or living in your car on the outskirts of town. Oh, it sounds like you've got population problems. <laughs> That's right. Sometime today, someone somewhere will win the I'm the eighth billionth person on the planet Earth jackpot. Could it be you? And you've been planning for this, haven't you? Nine months ago, things got a little interesting. Nine months ago, you had to choose your Powerball. Oh. Nine months of preparation, of pickles and ice cream. Nine months of not drinking. But it will all be worthwhile if you win the I'm the 8 billionth person in the world jackpot. There'd be 8 billion people stuffed into the world. No one can be exactly sure when the 8 billionth person will be born, despite the stupid countdown clock that's been counting down in our office for a week. Maybe don't have any more kids if you can't afford to feed them. Procreate responsibly. Yeah!
All right, very quickly, uh, current scores, 21 Kimber to Maddie's 20. Jesus, tight. Oh, it's so tight. That's what you want this end oh, of the honestly, year. Honestly, it has felt this tight all year long. It has. Even it? when it hasn't. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's just the sort of game where you just don't yeah, know what's going to You just on. don't know. Um, all right, the envelope has been presented to me. You know how this works, but in case you don't, uh, I've got three different montages here. They're made up of music and moments in time and movies and all sorts of fun things. Going to play them one by one. You guys have to write down a year you think they are from close to the pin. Best of three wins. And you can play along at home. Here's your first one. Five, six, seven. Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. We got some news uh, during the show that um, that Robin Williams uh, has passed away. Uh, wow. Maybe not all fun. No, the worst thing is too that it was only a few weeks ago I said to you guys can you believe it's been this long since Robin Williams died and oh, I've already forgotten how long it was. Yeah, I wish I was listening to you when you said that. Mm. I remember being on air that day and it was awful. It feels like 10 years ago but mm. maybe it's not that long. Oh man, this is a tough what one. What was the first one? Was that Mr. Holland? It can't be Mr. Holland's opus, that doesn't make sense. No. It's uh, way the, too old. The first one was Whiplash. Oh, gee, that's a good film. Cracking wow. film. Wow, if you yeah. haven't seen that. Yep. Wow. Absolutely okay. cracking film. Even if I don't get it right, it was worthwhile just to give that film a spruik. Okay. Oh, look, I don't know. I'm going to go back. Got some awards too. Oh, it's brilliant. Received the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for J.K. Simmons He's for his awesome performance. in it, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yep. What did you go, Maddie? 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm, I went 2014. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. You see, Chandelier felt like feels like it wasn't that long ago, but... Oh, but it was. But it also wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, I subjective, swung really. from a chandelier for quite some time. <laughs> it, depends. it depends how you feel about how far away 2014 was. Yes! There you go. There you go. Oh, Here is your millions. second one. And yes, go and watch Whiplash. It's great. At 75, Nelson Mandela, once jailed for treason and sabotage, became president, ending three centuries of white minority rule. Hakuna Matata. What? Hakuna Matata. It means no worries. Cracking film. Oh. Another cracking film. Oh, and producer Carrot, well done. Uh-huh. Putting that, you know, Mandela together with what was that last one? Um, the Lion King. <laughs> exactly, yes. Hakuna yeah. Matata. Uh, with Nelson Mandela. Uh, Perfect timing. Uh, oh, God, I can't remember anything. I thought that would be a good one for you because you're a history buff. Well, yes. And they're normally the giveaways yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. That's was, where my brain shuts down. Uh, well, I was in a time of brain shutdown at that point, oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. What'd you Ooh. go with? 205. Oh, I went with 1994. <laughs> I <have not> 205. <laughs> 205. Yeah. The Lion King. I don't know. Goodness me. And Cranberries, the zombie. I remember singing Zombie for an audition when I was trying to get a, a, an acting gig for a TV show called Goosebumps. Oh, God, I can't. <gasps> really? I, didn't I loved get, that TV show. Yeah, I didn't get the gig. Oh, R.L. Stone. <laughs> I just had the audition. Goosebumps, the American show. No, 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 no. This was oh, R.L. Stone Goosebumps. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, Jack Black was in one oh, of the episodes. Yes, he yeah, was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, this was the 90s Goosebumps. Okay. And it cra- I was trying come to think home. of how old I might have been when I did that audition. I was coming home every afternoon to watch that. Um, the year that you were looking for on, baby. was 1994. 90 
Everything the sun touches. Two from two, and on the years as well. You are on on fire. fire. I'm happy with that. Well done. Well done. Uh, Another point up there. 22 to 20. You never I'll get my lead happen. back, don't worry. You've got your and lead back. And you can sweep in at the end. <laughs> in the last 24 hours, I'm at risk of doing two things. Mm. One is possibly asking the stupidest question ever on air in front of you all. Oh, really? Be cool. <laughs> two is that I uh, think my actions last night nearly made me die. Ooh. Oh, no. So I just wanted to check in. And I know I should probably know the answer. I, I should know. Like, I had a moment last night where I thought, oh. <gasps> Did I just almost kill myself by oh, that's doing something silly? I'm interested yeah. to know what this is because there's not a scratch on you this morning. No, it was so but dumb. But internally scarred. <laughs> I don't even Emotionally know scarred. I had a moment where I was like, oh, my God, and I should know the answer to this, but I don't. What did yeah. you do? So I was in the bathroom and I was blow drying my hair, oh, right? Yes. I say blow drying. Let's just I wasn't like properly doing it. I was just using a hairdryer on my hair. And I had just put tanning lotion on my legs, right, prior, and was waiting for it to dry. And my dog came in, McGruff came in and licked me on the back of my leg, licked me on my calf, and it occurred to me that, well, obviously where the dog has licked, if I don't sort that out, I'm going to have a dog lick mark on my tan once it... can't be having that. Once it develops, (laughs) right? So I, while blow-drying my hair, because, hey, I love a multitask... Mm. While still blow-drying my hair, I went to turn the tap on to wet my hands to wipe that part of my leg. And I had a moment just as I was about to reach the tap where I went, could I have electrocuted myself? Right. If I had the hairdryer running and I put my hand under running water, and I know the whole hairdryer in the bath thing, okay, but that's the actual hairdryer in water, but Mm. would I have conducted electricity? Like, would I have... Think so. No. I mean, you should never kids no. never combine, you know, doing things with electricity and running water no, anyway. But, but I did say, had that moment of like, oh, did I just narrowly avoid a terrible situation? Yeah. And now I'm not really sure. And I came in going, I think something happened last night. This was really weird. And then I threw it to producers uh, Rami and Kerrod to say to them, Hey, do you think yeah. I nearly died last night? Rami instead brought up an example which made us all worry. Um, Rami, what was your question? Kimber, firstly, you're stressing out for no reason. I've done... So I put a... Like the fork, the the knife, whatever, in the toaster. And nothing's ever happened. I I don't don't do it. Just to clarify, I don't do it for fun, like to get a toast out. Yes, no, don't be doing that. And nothing's ever happened. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you don't stick metal objects into electrical items oh, at the why? best of times. No, well, because it's a conductor. Because it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a conductor, mate. So you can electrocute yourself. Here? Because Well, I don't know the answer to that question, but you just don't do you it. Just don't on the do off it. chance that it could happen. Yeah, if you are listening, don't do it. And this is the thing. So I just thought, I obviously got no advice from him. Clearly. No, don't oh, ever do that. that. That's what we've learnt this morning is don't ever go to Rami for advice. I'm going to put it out there and say what mm. dumb action nearly made you die? Oh, okay. Yeah, lovely. Have you done something where you thought I nearly did something stupid, mm. really could have been seriously hurt or nearly died then from something dumb like A, yes. putting the knife in the toaster, 
be? Who knows? Maybe using water while you're using an electrical piece of equipment. My mum's a classic. Yeah. Like, we're convinced she's going to blow the house up one day. Because we, like, her gas stove doesn't work exactly properly, the little electricity mm. thing to fire up the gas. Oh, and no. yet she'll sit there with the gas on oh, no. and just oh, keep going tick, 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 tick. I'm so embarrassed until it comes for her. Off. I'm uh, embarrassed for all of us. On a side note, is McGruff dead from looking <laughs> <beneath> the tanning <laughs> lotion? Katrina in Falcon, what happened with the spa bath? Okay, so I, good morning, first of all. I good morning. Decided, <laughs> good morning. I decided to take a weekend to myself and not tell anyone that I was staying in a hotel. Mm. They had a spa bath there, so I poured myself a wine, had some chocolate, filled it with bubbles, took my long hair out and I was floating on top. And then I saw a sign that said, be careful of the spa suction grit. I thought, oh, that's different. Okay, so I sat up and I tried to move the bubbles to see where the suction grid was and I got stuck back into the spa corner and it turned out that the suction grid was missing the actual grid itself, like the lid part. Oh. And I was pinned to the, to the corner of the spa. With your I hair? Had, not my hair. Lucky it would have been my hair if I had all my hair out and I was float, like floating on top. But I saw the sign out of the corner of my eye as I was floating in this bar. So I thought, oh, I wonder where the, where the grid is. So I sat up and that's when it sucked me into the corner. What? I was pinned for a good minute and a half before I could get off and switch the bubbles off. And immediately, obviously, you got dressed and called for service and they told me that the spa was faulty I got a refund, checked out, had to go to hospital and get x-rays. Oh, God. God. I've never heard of such a thing. And the worst it thing was... is you had to tell people you went to a hotel. Yeah, <laughs> you're <time>. busted. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other, the other worst thing is I didn't actually get to finish my wine. And the other thing is I kept thinking at checkout time the next day, they could have found my body in that spa. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Oh, oh my goodness. Angela and Karamar, what dumb action nearly made you die? Oh, well, this has gone back a few years, but um, I separated from my partner and we were putting a house on the market. And I was like, yeah, who needs a bath? You know, try this myself, clean it. My friend said, um, she's got a power washer she can lend me. So I got outside the pool area, washing it all down with the extension cord, you know, massive extension cord. Mm. And I'm cleaning away and I turned around and the extension cord was in the water. Oh. Yeah. So uh, you would have been... Yeah, the extension cord yeah. would have been going straight through to you. See, that definitely would have conducted. Yes, that's, uh, that doesn't sound good. That's not an that, Yeah, that was much mm. closer than me. <laughs> and there's Rami at the PowerPoint trying to undo the extension cord with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that was Pete, Matt and Kimber for Elite Pool Covers. Swim warmer for longer. Next 94.5.